You're listening to the County Live podcast with me, Martin Johnston. And me, Chris Ridgway. This year, of course, we are sponsored by The Spinning Top, the best pub for county fans in Stockport. We had a little debate earlier about where it actually is. Where do you, where do you locate it? You see, I usually say it's on the A6 or... Yeah. It's just next to Grand Central. It's just off Edgerley, yeah. Mersey Way. Whatever, it's a great location for the centre of Stockport, but also a great location for the ground. So it's just round the corner, and it has a fantastic range of craft ales. Cask and keg. Cask and keg. If we knew what the difference was, then uh, we'd be bigger drinkers than we are. <laughs> but but honestly, I've never been there and had a bad pint. The... Uh, the uh, the amount of different stuff there every single week is is amazing. And they have fantastic live music regularly as well. We're delighted to announce that we're going to be there on Saturday, December the 8th, for our live podcast event, which is, of course, the Stockport County Legends Night, Martin. Mike Flynn, Jim Gammon, Peter Ward, Alan Lord, and more on stage with you and I talking about memories of years gone by. It promises to be a fantastic evening after a really tough game against Chester I think this is a real Christmas present come early and as you say the fact that it's the Chester game just that little you know old foes that just that little bit of extra spice it's bound to be a great game it'll be a great atmosphere at the game early start to Christmas I mean I'm not thinking about Christmas till the first of December it annoys me if I see anything to do with Christmas before the first of December I know I get all I know I come across as this grumpy old man in a in a young handsome man's body but um I'm actually a big advocate of Christmas I'd have it all year round if I could, and I make no apologies for it. But anyway, join us at, on December the 6th at the Spinning Top for the County Legends evening. Uh, first up, I have to say, though, that uh, you've got a bit of beef with Matty Warburton. You've got shoe beef. Took the mickey out of my shoes. I can't believe it. When I got there, I mean, you see, look at these shoes. I'm, for the record, because this is radio. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I might take my... a picture and try and put them in the show notes. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You should go there. Yeah, I'll put, them on, nice I'll put them on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page for County Live, by the way. Get involved in that. We've got, always got little bits of extra content on there. So I'll put the picture on the Facebook page and people can judge themselves for the, what your shoes are like. But what did Matty Warburton say to you? He said they look like overcooked steak bakes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he's getting his steak bakes. No. Clearly not Greg's other um, pie shops are available. Because he's in such good form at the moment, I, let, I decided to let him, let him off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he did. But to be fair, and we'll, we'll hear more of this in a few moments' time. I actually don't mind having the Mickey taken out of me when it's because everyone's in such a good mood, and yep. that that really is what's going on at the minute. It, it, it was great. I was at training tonight. Great vibe, which is why we have an extra special interview from Stockport County New Boy. It feels wrong saying New Boy when he's been on the books for so long on loan in two spells now. But, of course, Elliot Osborne signed earlier this week and we've got a special interview with him coming up as well. Great news for the club and great news that you managed to speak to him tonight. But, first of all, here's Chris's interview with County Manager Jim Gannon. Jim, we're back in from the cold on a Thursday evening. Uh, we'll speak about Yeovil and the FA Cup in a moment. But let's have a look back to the weekend, as we always do at first. It was a tough game at Curzon Ashton. It was, a, it was a physical game, but it was a test county came through with flying colours. Yeah, it was really important that um, <clears throat> we showed that Tuesday night's game against Chorley, that the way we went about our business, the professionalism, the intensity, um, it was really important that we sort of, we built upon that. And I think uh, a tough test at Curzon, that, you know, they're doing really well in the league um, and it's set up to make it difficult for us. So we had to work hard and we had to be strong and disciplined throughout the game to get the result. And uh, 
no credit to the players they did. What did you make of everything that was happening? It was a feisty environment, should we say? There was a lot of county fans, they made their presence known, uh, and the energy and the excitement did spill onto the pitch and then into the dugouts. And what did you make of the whole scenario on Saturday? Well, I commented after the game, and I think... Uh, I, I... I've watched um, Curzon when I was at Northwich and they were always a good footballing side. They've got one of the best pitches in the league and they knock the ball around, they play a great band of football and that seems to have been dissipated over the last couple of years. They've gone for bigger, stronger players and I was really, not dis- not just disappointed, I was disgusted with um, John Flanagan and his tactics when they came here and um, the players going through the back of uh, Matty Warburton and deliberately trying to kick people out of the game. They went for a slightly different tact in the um, in this game. Um, they used a right back at the right wing. So as soon as they lost the ball, there was a back five with a Mo Ali sat in front. So six players who were out and out were just there to defend, which meant that they they offered very little in attack really. Um, but it was just a question of us being patient and strong and just keep working the openings and trying to get up the pitch and create openings. And uh, eventually, the only way that they could stop us was to foul us and. A foul led to another foul and we won 0 up um, at a very crucial time. Second half, they looked intent to come out and play a little bit, but um, maybe maybe we were too good for them um, and they just resorted to just fouling us, um, trying to spoil the game and uh, it didn't work. We're, I think our players are too professional, too disciplined to be disturbed and they ultimately played the price for the constant foul play with players getting, or well, six players getting yellow cards and a red card. So uh, you look at the goal, they come from a foul and a penalty um, and a sending off, and it's it's their own little discipline. And, and you know, and John Flanagan's got to take a hard look at himself and his team and say, if we continue to foul like that, every team's going to you know to beat us at home. It was almost the entire first half. County weren't able to break Curzon down. Of course, he did just before the break. Were you confident that the goal was going to come after seeing the way County played on on Tuesday against Chorley and? Obviously, you were saying then you want to go toe-to-toe. You believe County can... They're, they're able to take teams apart. Were you confident that even though the first half we didn't have loads of chances, there was always a goal threat? Yeah, uh, well, with players like Matty and Elliot and Niall Frank and, and even Adam, you know, in terms of his assist and, and our set plays have been really good. So I always felt that we would... I think the difficult one for, was for us to break that back five um, and to make sure we got in behind them, uh, got, you know, got opportunities... Um, we pinched a couple of half chances that Niall Bell and a few of the other lads could have done better with um, but the goal came at a very a very important time for us but we, we've been extremely patient in games you know whether that be the the Corby game the Oldham game the, the the Chorley game we've we've been patient and, and trusted that we're we're a very you know we're a team that's worked really hard on the training ground three times a week and we're starting to look like a team that's fit powerful strong fast and can maintain a really good tempo second half so it was trusted that we'd come good um, and once we got the goal and the second goal it was like game over really and uh, we could have and should have really uh, wrapped the game up with more goals the last two games in particular have given a real energy and excitement around the fans of Stockport County Chorley game we were speaking of it as almost the the, the filed game repeated only better because we won and then Curzon you saw the number of fans that County took and the bouncing around in the stadium does that put you in the perfect mindset for a task or a challenge such as Yeovil at the weekend? I think what I was looking for and I think I've said this all along because at some point we'll come out with the FA Cup um, and I wanted to make sure that we were in a really strong position to pick up in the league and I think that you know with a game in hand sat just 
two points outside the playoffs is a good position when you look at where we were perhaps three or four weeks ago. Um, and you reflect on a, you know, whether we include Tuesday night's game or not, a, a 10 game on beat and run. Uh, the last eight games we've won six or nine, we've won seven if you include the Warrington game. So, you know, we've started to come together. You know, we've gone through a storming period and a forming period and we're starting to perform now. And so I'm really pleased where we're at. And I think the squad we've got, the way we're going about our training, I think we're only going to get stronger and maintain this type of form. So that was really important for us. Yeah, you're heading into the FA Cup and as I said off here, you know, we're probably at this stage of the season as fit, as strong, as fast, as organised um, and as confident perhaps as we're going to be at any stage um, on the back of the run we've had. So uh, we're in a good good shape really to go to Yeovil and uh, it's a great challenge for our lads because, you know, a lot of these lads have, some of them played in the league, some of them have aspirations to play in the league. So it's going to be a really good game for them to challenge themselves toe-to-toe with players who are in the league. Uh, and as a team, it gives us an idea of how far we've come in the last three or four months. You alluded earlier on when we were talking that you've done a lot of work reading up on Yeovil. Just how ready for them are you? Um, well, you can never be totally ready. And we've had the distraction this week of the, the Warrington game. And uh, but look, I've not mentioned to the staff, even to the staff, um, you know, Yeovil, because uh, we've had, um, obviously, constantly focused on Chorley, then, then it's Curzon. Uh, half an eye on Warrington, you know, because I've had to manage the team on Monday morning, pre- prepare for that, because we wanted to give our young players a real fight and chance of performing and, and getting a result. So we were very professional in what we did in that game. But in between Sunday morning at 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm, I'm up watching you know, all the videos are coming through, all the, the stuff that's available in the league in terms of information from scouts reports and video analysis is tremendous. Um, I feel I know... All the Yeovil's players, I know the way they go about the business and they're, they're, a, they're a decent football inside. They're very, they play a very brave shape, um, 4-4-2 that expands really well to 4-2-4. Real old-fashioned, two centre-fours, two out-and-out wingers. Um, so that's going to be a real test for our back four. Um, so, But there is, obviously when you play such a brave shape, there's going to be weaknesses. So we're just trying to narrow down our training programme and our coaching tactics to those two or three weaknesses and making sure we protect the goal against those two or three strengths. So uh, I think we're in good shape. We've trained well, first team trained really really well on their own on Tuesday night. And uh, as a squad, we trained really well tonight. We had six lads um, of the seven subs who got a game Tuesday night. So everybody's in good form and healthy physically and mentally. And uh, like what's going to be great is everybody's going to be on the bus and having a, a night away and uh, doing an overnight. So that's only going to be great in terms of team spirit and morale and bringing everybody together. So in many ways, it's a, it's a great time for, for, the, for the club and the, the, and the group. And um, I'm really looking forward to the game now. It's really interesting to hear you go into detail about Yeovil and what formations and strengths and What do you think they will have seen when they see Stockport County highlights? What, what do you think they look at? And how do you think they will try and stifle... The Hatters? Um, uh, we, we do a self-analysis before games because I kind of, uh, you know, even Corby yeah. Town, um, they came here and they kind of, they, they seem to spot a couple of weakness, potentially a small fullback or, uh, you know, the arrangement on defensive set plays to give them an opportunity to counter-attack. You can see that they've done some homework and, um, you know, I'm sure that um, the guys down at Yeovil have, have analysed us because, 
Um, say they, they'll be as professional as we were against Kobe. You know, you, you've got a lot of respect for Kobe. You know, nine or ten games unbeaten on a really good run of form, scoring lots of goals. Uh, I knew when they came to Esley Park it was going to be a tough test, and we'd have to we'd have a work cut out, um, and we needed to impose ourselves on them. And I think Yeovil have the same respect for us, and um, uh, but we'll certainly try and impose themselves on us. They'll be playing a strong side, the strongest available. The two centre forwards are coming back into fitness from injury and illness. Um, so we've got to work out, but I'm sure that they'll um, they'll they'll know what we're we're made of and where there's potential weaknesses and strengths. We know ours, and um, but we we've also got strategies to protect ourselves from potential weak points in our side. But um, at the moment, I think the the last two or three games have shown that we we don't have many. So um, let's let's hope that continues against uh, what's going to be a, a tough task of that uh, of that side of our game. And in terms of the squad and the shape of the, the 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 players, I don't want to give too much away, but it looks like I saw Paul Turnbull running around tonight. No, no, we, we, Paul's been out for a long while, and um, uh, you might have seen him in a different bib. And he's 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 joining in. Uh, he's done all the football inside of it. He's obviously getting his own body movements, and he's knocking the ball around. Um, but in terms of contact stuff, we're just sort of making sure that he builds up. It's, it's not really the injury side as such. It's, it's all, all the areas around it and all the weaknesses that come from having six or seven weeks off. But no, well, we've got the the same 18-man squad that went to Curzon will all be available. And, uh, you know, and obviously we've got the seven subs, so the, that's why I refer to it as an 18-man squad. Uh, we obviously brought Sim and Adam back. Uh, from Stockport Town to make us uh, ensure that we had an 18-man squad. It was good to see them playing Tuesday night. Uh, but Paul Turnbull's our 19th man. Um, but I'm looking forward to him coming back into the, the frame over the next couple of weeks because, uh, fingers crossed, he's strengthened us. But certainly if we have any injuries in the next couple of games, because you know, after Yeovil, we'll have Brackley, we have a, a potentially a, a Yeovil replay or a Blythe Spartans away. And it, it'll be relentless now as we get towards Christmas, you know, with the really tough games. And, and having, you know, your skipper aboard, you know, one of your most experienced players is going to be really important for that period. Just a quick word on Warrington on Tuesday night. What did you see uh, in the other or the younger county players, should I say, that you maybe, maybe the fans don't see every Saturday? What did you see on, on, on display that night? I think it'd be unfair to just have a few words on them, really. Um, I think um, Ian Brown from Hedgegrove and his report sort of summed it up in the first paragraph. It was it just justified all the the energy and time we spend with the youth team. I mean, to think that you have twelve academy players or ex academy players, if you like, the graduates of that playing, three of them are pros. Um, you know, a couple of them are still playing for our under nineteen, still doing their they work with us and, um, and there are always players that have left us but still engage with us through the, the connection with Stockport Town. It was brilliant. I mean, it was great for Ian Ormson and Daz and, and Connor. It was great for, for them to be playing in the game and getting some minutes um, and getting the, you know, getting the feel of the game again. But also it was great for our players to play with them. But to think that you had 12 academy players and, and Warrenson, to be fair to them, you know, initially they told me they were going to put out a, a lighter team than they did. Uh, but they had a few registration problems and put out quite a strong first team. So, our academy team um, uh, were, were quite good last year against Barton and, and Cheadle Town, in fact, probably too good. But those kids, those seven lads that played last year, are all playing at that level week in, week out now in the, uh, you know, the North West County. So playing a, um, 
an either stick Premier team that's, you know, if they win the games, they're going to go top of the league and potentially could be in our league. It was a real challenge for our lads. And, um, you know, once they settled down to the game, I thought that they sort of imposed their physicality and their quality in the game. And um, I think we deserve winners. And it was a great credit to how far those 12 players have come in a year. Just finally, Jim, I'm going to ask you to send a message to the fans who are making the trip to Yeovil on Saturday. Absolutely. Uh, delight there's so many people going down and it, look, it's been creeping up on us um, this game but um, look you know they, they've got the belief in what we're doing and they, they know it's going to be a magical day um, we're not going there to just have a day out we're going there to try and get a result for these guys um, we did 10 years ago and we brought everybody back to Edgley Park um, but that, that's the you know our fans have been brilliant um, you know even against Chorley on a Tuesday night we were missing a few but the energy was there and the belief was there. And I think everything's gone up a notch. Um, the players have gone up a notch. And I think the fans' energy and, and enthusiasm, I mean, to go all that way on a, on a Saturday to, to a league club is a, is a great experience and a great excitement for them. And uh, I, I'm, I'm buzzing for the game and I'm really looking forward to seeing our players and those, you know, you know two, three, four hundred fans that turn up. So it'll be a brilliant occasion. And um, like I said, it would be definitely one of the highlights of the season. So looking forward to to our lads putting on a show for him as well Jim all the very best thanks so much so Chris sum up Jim's mood there in one word what's the word for covertly excited <laughs> he's excited but he doesn't want to show trying it. to keep it under wraps yeah if there's a word for that then he's he's that because I mean listen you you know better than anybody uh, even more so than my missus I'm I'm round here round in our studio late every Thursday because I'm I'm kept and we we speak I speak to Jim for a long time off air uh, as well as on air about what's going on in and around the club and tonight I'm even later than usual and that is because he just wanted to talk football he wanted to tell me how many hours he's been watching Yeovil he wanted to tell me how he expects them to play how we're going to counteract that what they've seen will they have seen weaknesses in us. Uh, will we have seen weaknesses in them that we can exploit? He is so ready for this game, uh, and I think that's fallen down into the players. Uh, they they're chomping at the bit uh, to get into that um, into into the match day, into the whole zone of it. You know, the whole uh, going on a big nice bus, staying overnight. You know, it's the whole. It just reinvigorates why he became a footballer in the first place. Um, and Jim is is leading that. That, that battle cry, if you like. He's the one that the players look to for experience and uh, and leadership. Uh, and he's just embracing it with, with both arms wide open. And it's interesting you say that because I, you know, the, on the occasion that I've been with you and we've talked to him together and stuff like that, the chatter, chattier he is, the better he's feeling about the way things are going. That's, you know, that's, that's always been quite clear to me. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, he is, you know, we, we all... And I'm not just, I don't just mean in the interview, I mean, you know, around the interview as well. You know, you can always tell when he's when he's feeling good about the squad and, and, and where everything's going. Yeah, we all, we all do, don't we? We get excited when, when, when we're, you know, when we're happy about something. You and I and hundreds of people that are tuning in listening to this now will have told people at work or family members or friends or whatever about this game in more invigorative circumstances, you know, with more... Um, glamour about the voice because they're speaking about a league club and it's the FA Cup and it's the travel and it's Yeovil than they would do a, a, about a, a trip to Curzon Ashton or whatnot. So I think everybody's bought into that. Um, it's almost like we have to remind ourselves we are the massive underdogs on Saturday. Um, let's not go 
thinking it's calamity if we lose because they are a very good side, a couple of divisions above us. But at the same time, this is what football is all about. It's about enjoying the highs. Right now, we've had two, three if you include Warrington in the Cheshire Senior Cup during the week, but two really exceptional wins. Uh, and the, the, the mood right now, we get accused of it all the time, positive spinning on things and whatever, but it really is one of the best moods in the camp I have seen in my time working with Stockport County. And very interesting because I, I as playing devil's advocate last week, I was just, you know, saying, well, let's be careful about how great we feel after that Chorley um, win because, you know, when that's not going to solve everything. But, you know, you, you quite rightly saying the, the feeling after that, the feeling of the fans and the, you know, the, the feeling of the club, you, you thought that would last. And clearly they went out and they did it again against Curzon. You know, we always talk about Curzon being a tough place to go. Um, and another great performance. It wasn't just the performance. You saw the number of fans County took. The fact that they took over the ground. They really, really made it a home game. And they were bouncing around. It looked like a European Cup tie. Do you know, all the fans bouncing around in the way that there's so many teams on the continent do. They had that feel about them, that, that burst of energy. All the, all the County fans really coming together is a special sight to see, really. Uh, and that, of course, goes onto the pitch. But then the players have to be mentally strong. Because whereas they embraced all that and they bounced around with the with the fans after the game and they did the usual meeting them and shaking the hands and hugs and photographs and whatever, during the game you've got to stay headstrong, especially against a team like Curzon, who Jim said it in his interview. I've never heard him come across that strong, even when it was FC United, and he said the things that he said to get under their skin. He never used the language that he used today in his in, in his interview. Curzon was simply disgusting on Saturday. The way they handled themselves was utterly disgraceful. Uh, and County have they've had on the left shoulder, they've had their own fans bouncing around, dead excited, dead happy, willing them on, egging them on. The sooner the sight of any confrontation and they're urging their men to stand up and square or back. And on the other side, on the right shoulder, they've got Curzon, who were a team not afraid to stick two feet in, not afraid to put an elbow forward or whatever. And they've managed to stay headstrong They've not had any men sent off now for probably, well, a long time since County last had a man sent off in a league game. Uh, the fact that they've done all this and come away with such a positive win, for me, says that's the mental strength of the club. That's the important thing now because could very easily go the other way and you could look like Curzon Ashton did on Saturday. Yeah, you know, I'm very, you know, very much a Jim Gannon thing, that, isn't it? It's become a, a hallmark of his of the way he likes to play, to play, give away as few fouls as possible. You know, be as as tough as you can, be as mentally tough as you can, but give away as few fouls as possible. Much like when he was a player himself, you know, th this is a hallmark of that side. And kind of Saturday, the way, playing against a team like that is kind of the apogee of that. It's the absolute, you know, that is exactly where you prove yourself in that kind of game, that you can take the knocks and, you know, just keep your head high. Be as tough back as you can, but not cross the line, which they were clearly doing all game. Well, you, you look at what they did. I mean, um, they gave away a free kick, which gave away a penalty, which put County 1-0 up, when they prob possibly didn't deserve to be 1-0 up. Um, the second half comes, uh, and for me, the, the foul that actually saw the Curzon Ashton player get sent off was very, very bad. The, you can have no arguments when you lead with your arm uh, in that manner, but it wasn't him that annoyed me as much as 
I might do a player a disservice. I'm going to say I think it was Joe Guest, Curzon player Joe Guest. Um, I stand to be corrected. But uh, for those who missed the incident or haven't seen it on the highlights, the, the ball's come up over the top. Adam Thomas has gone a challenge for it, and the Curzon Aston player is led with his arm while he's on a booking, um, and he's caught Adam right in the, the kind of neck, below your ear kind of level, neck slash head, uh, and left him in a in a heap. Now, it shouldn't matter that that player isn't known for going down, but of course, Adam Thomas isn't known for going down easily. The guy played with a crucial uh, ligament injury for three or four games a couple of years ago. Do you know, he's that kind of... He, he, yeah. he will play and play and play as long as he can. Now, for him to go down, not moving, lifeless, after a, a, a collision like that, for Joe Guest, if it was him or whoever the Curzon player was... To go over straight away to try and make a point by putting both his hands under his shoulders and hauling a player up when he could have had a neck injury or a concussion or swallowed his tongue, to do that is utterly disgraceful. Uh, and I, I think the, you know whether it, whether it'll go on to be reviewed or not. Probably not. I don't know how these these things work, but that has to be reviewed because that's shameful. Going forward with your arm can happen. You know, you play football yourself. When you jump forward, sometimes your arms you do use as a bit of leverage. And I'm not saying, you know, he should have been sent off and it was the right decision. I can see them being annoyed about it because you've just had a man sent off. You have to play a certain role. But the fact that he's gone and done that is one of the stupidest acts I've ever seen on a football pitch. And the fact that his managers allegedly shouted some of the things that he shouted after it, it just, they, they have so badly let themselves down, Curzon Ash. Yeah, you know, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there. That you know, even the word "stupid" is gracious. I think in that instance, because a rush of blood to the head, you know, you know, you're a bit annoyed about you know the arms gone up yourself, and then in the heat of the moment, you make the worst decision possible. Something that, as you say, that could have injured another player. That's the the worst reaction to it. So, being charitable, we'll just say that was stupid, and you know, <laughs> you know, let, let's leave it there. And but you know who. Great performance in trying circumstances. You know, it'd be. I would say, you know, looking at that, Daman would probably be the thirteenth man. But on the pitch, who are we going to give Daman to? I'm, I'm going to go with a guy. I said Elliot Osborne on the day. John Kieran asked me after straight after the commentary, but I'm actually going to go. Sorry, Elliot, because I know he's listening. <clears> and I apologise because <laughs> you were up there as well. But Jordan Keane for me. He's a player who, if I'm honest, I've questioned marked a couple of times this season. You know, is he able to do this, the Harry Winter role uh, that we saw last season, and then add significantly more onto it? Um, but he came in and nothing got past him. He was utterly immovable in the middle of the park. His passing was crisp. I know he's missed a game or two from his injury a couple of weeks back. So to come in and own a game like that alongside Sam Walker, who has been a revelation really uh, this season for me is is perfect so Elliot played very very well uh, had a fantastic game topped off with a, a magnificent goal um, very close second for Daman Jordan Keane for me it gets such an important role to keep that clean sheet I'm going to give it to him yeah and, and as you say you know not always not been massively critical but not always been you know, saying that he's he's been part of it. It's great to have another player now who we can see see what they're capable of. You know, if we can get more performances like that out of the, the you know out of Jordan the Jordan Keane types. You know, the players who are just establishing themselves in the squad. 
then you know that's only to the good. Well, Jordan Keane came in the start of this season. He had the boots of Harry Winter to fill, and, and I like Harry. I get on with him really well. Seen him since he left the club, uh, and it was great. I had a really good chat with him. Um, he was a player who he started to win a lot of fans around because technically not the greatest player you've ever seen, but wore his heart on his sleeve, put everything in the game, and the fans responded to that quite well. So when he left, Jordan Keane came in, and Jordan Keane was the man to replace him. Um, the fact that he didn't... yeah, He'll say it himself, you can always improve. And the, the fact that I think you know there was a few games that he was part of where no one came off looking particularly great, and he was just part of that, unfortunately for him and anybody else. But... I've started to see this side to now. I think more fans are starting to see in the last few games before his injury and then epitomised at Curzon on Saturday was the fact that he was rising above everything, winning things in the air, winning things on his feet. He's been able to drop into centre-half when he needs to because Jamie Stott was out at the weekend so he could cover that position but he could also move the ball up the pitch, pass it left and right to players like Scott Duxbury, Adam Thomas, um, Matty Warburton. For me, an all-round performance and if we can see performances like that on the regular then we really have got an extremely strong player there in Jordan Keane. Yeah, and an extremely strong midfield as well. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at Sam Walker this this season. Um, if the season was to end right now, he'd probably get my vote for player of the season, and I don't think I'd be alone in giving it him. Um, but, you know, we've run out of superlatives to say for Sam Walker, so you look across the park, Matty Warburton, top scorer, hardly surprising. Um, you've got players like Conor DeMeo, these are international under-21 player. And he can't get in the team. You know, a player of such ability, uh, straight the way across the midfield. And now Jordan Keane's a part of that. Paul Turnbull to come back as well. Our, our midfield is, it's got to be one of the strongest, if not the strongest in the division. Uh, so looking ahead to up for the cup on Saturday, you know, as you, you said, you know, Jim's really up for it. He thinks the squad are up for it. They're in, they're already started to talk about, you know, the whole trip and the ethos of the trip and, and what they're going to bring, and, and the fact that, you know, I think Yeovil will be surprised by it. They should know about County, but they'll be surprised about the amount of fans that are there and about the, the noise that they'll make. How do you see the game going? So, from what I've spoken to Jim tonight, you know, he said in his interview they, they, they play expansive football. You know, they have this rigid 4 4 2 that then can open up when they're coming at a team and they can turn it into a 4 2 4. So, I expect them to put a lot of pressure. Now I've spoken to people who will remain nameless within the club, staff within the, and everybody is confident that we can get something from this game, be it a draw or a win. Some people are saying we can go, we can get a one nil, we can shut up shop. We've had two strong clean sheets on the run now against Chorley, who were doing well. Well, they were top of the league, still are, and Curzon, who were doing well before that. We can go and get another clean sheet, and then all we have to do is keep it or nick a goal, and we've got one nil. There are other people there who were saying. This is going to be a high-scoring game. They've got to, they've got players who like to expand, who like to attack. They'll, they, there are going to be spells when our defence is under considerable pressure. So don't be surprised if a goal or two sneaks in. That set up at the other end, we've got players like Matthew Warburton, Elliot Osborne, who's now signed on a permanent deal. He's going to be buzzing, can't wait to get a goal uh, as a permanent player. You look up front, you've got Niall Bell, Frank Mulhern tussling for that shirt. Who's going to get the number nine shirt on the day? Could be either one. Do you know it really could be? I suspect Niall Bell will get the nod, um, but how could you possibly pick between the two at the moment? Uh, and then of course Adam Thomas, who even even though his goals tally isn't through the roof, 
he's consistent in he scored the other week, he's got a couple of assists now, he's getting in and around the box a little bit more. So I I think we've got such an attacking presence ourselves. If if Yeovil do get a goal, we really don't have anything to lose in opening up and, and going for it because if you get knocked out, well, it's a respectable opponent and then we can turn our focus onto the league. So we're in a win win until the ninetieth minute, uh, as long as we're not out. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great day for for those fans. Who's who are you going to be keeping your eye on then? Who's you want to watch? My want to watch, which will speak, which will take us nicely into his interview, uh, is Elliot Osborne. He's the man who um, he signed this week on a permanent deal. It's a great move. When we signed him on loan this time, we said he's coming for a reason. The reason he's coming and not another midfielder that is uh, of similar quality is the fact that. County were not in a great space. They needed that quality instantly, someone who could bet in, but also the fans, someone that the fans could relate to. Elliot had been here previously and there was clamour for him to come back. People wanted him back because he's an exciting player, because he's a player of interest. He's got that bit of craft, that bit of guile, but also he can tackle and win a ball back. He can spray a pass out if he needs to. So it was a real boost when Elliot, same with Jamie Stott, when he came back to the club, um, the fans sat up and took notice so to get him on a permanent now is a statement of intent from the club and um, for me now he's got to prove that he's not just a guy who can come in on loan and do a job for a few weeks I think he's going to want to bite this with both hands uh, and show what he's about on a permanent basis with a massive club like Stockport County and chapter one begins on Saturday three words a class act here is Chris's interview with Elliot Osborne Elliot, first and foremost, welcome to Stockport County permanently. Thank you, thank you. No, uh, really happy to be here. Um, Summit's been coming for you know a very long time ever since my last move, and you know it's it's great to actually get it finally you know officially done um, on a permanent basis, which I'm absolutely buzzing about. Obviously, you've been here a couple of times on loan. Does it feel like you're coming to a club where you've been well greeted? The fans have obviously taken to you. Yeah, definitely. Like, you, you know, with the history of the club and the way the fans are, you know, I, I've never been at a club like it where the fans have been, you know, so good to me and, you know, so good to the team. So, uh, no, it's, it's 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 a great club and I'm just buzzing to be back. First task as a as a county player proper is Yeovil in the FA Cup. Just talk to us about that time. Yeah, well, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough, uh, tough game. And, you know, no one's expecting us to go and, you know, turn them over, which is, you know, I quite like that being the underdog. It's gives you know spurs you on to do a bit more you know you've seen you know this year with teams like chorley and you know teams that have come to us and we're not expected to win and we turn them over and you get teams like nuneaton where we're expected to win and you know we struggle against because you know you're expected to win and it's it's it's, it's harder i find so it's, i think it's been difficult for them and we just can't play with no fear i think and we'll be all right is there a sense going around the club now that they've Team have found their groove a little bit. It was a bit hard towards the start of the season, but you mentioned Chorley there, some good wins on the bounce. Curzon at the weekend was another strong performance. Are we finding the groove at the right time? Yeah, I just think, um, you know, I've always said uh, in, in this league, it's always about, you know, if you can keep a clean sheet, you're going to be on your right way because, you know, the attacking players that we've got, we're always going to score a goal. I mean, I can't remember the last game we didn't score a goal. Um, so it, for me, it's all about keeping a clean sheet. And, and then from there on, you're going to be very well. And the lads at the back of and in midfield have done really well to keep that clean sheet last couple of games. If we could take it to Yeovil on Saturday, uh, well, at least we're going to get a replay, even if we do keep a clean sheet, because, you know, it'd be a nil-nil. So that's that's what we're looking forward to, just uh, getting our stall set out and um, making sure we don't concede many goals. I've heard you're a bit of a lucky omen with Stockport County. Yeah, 
uh, and never lost the game on loan. So I'm hoping that this this signing now doesn't mean that that's going to change. But on loan, uh, 14 games. I think it was nine wins and five draws, which is you know some good going. That um, no, good good record. Let's keep. How have the lads taken to you coming back into the dressing room? Um, well, to be fair, um, there's only a couple of lads uh, that you know were here when I was first here, uh, likes of Ian Ormson and Ben Hinchcliffe and Ducks and Minion. Other than that, um, I mean, there's not there's not any other lads. So it's you know it's been the process of bedding back into the team and getting to know some of the lads. But no, uh, it's a great bunch of lads and looking forward to a, a nice away trip on Saturday. Hello, all the very best, mate. Cheers, top man. So as I said, a class act, um, lovely fella, really, really pleased to have that uh, contract under his belt and, you know, we, we expect uh, a lot of him now and I think he'll, he'll thrive under that pressure. His car is considerably cleaner than mine as well, <laughs> which, is, which is always good to know. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think he is, uh, you know, you see his composure on the ball, uh, the, the, the way he took his goal on Saturday, the way he's just opened his body up and let fly right across the keeper, leaving him absolutely no chance. Um, it's just it's just one glimpse of what he can do. And he's played at a higher level now, so the younger players look up to him uh, as a source of inspiration. You've got that factor as well. Uh, I'm delighted to have him on board. I look forward to seeing what he can do over this season and next, because, of course, we've got him till the end of next season. You can hear Chris and Mr John Kieran for full live match commentary of Stockport County in the FA Cup at Huish Park against Yeovil on Saturday. Chris, thanks. Cheers.